in the name of the God who frees us for love. Amen. What does freedom look like to you this year? Shackled hands daring to break those chains illustrated this provocative question posed on yesterday's Atlanta Jewish Times cover. Somehow the publication tapped into that restlessness we're all feeling, living for so long with various experiences of lockdown, hungry for greater personal and communal freedoms. In our complicated city, as in so many others, faithful religious observance has proven tricky. During this year's COVID-constrained coincidence of Jewish Passover and Christian Holy Week, Passovers I've gotten to enjoy previously with Jewish friends in their homes have awakened in me an appreciation for modern rituals like the orange on the Seder plate, contemporary compliments to Passover's ancient tales extolling God's mighty deeds of power, freeing the children of Israel from their bondage in Egypt. Many of these same stories of liberation show up in our Christian traditions during Holy Week. Passover remembrance was, after all, an integral part of Jesus' own faith and devotion as a Jewish man living in Roman-occupied Holy Land. Tonight's scriptures bear witness to Jesus, saying farewell to his friends just after they have celebrated Passover together in Jerusalem. His prayers and gestures have been memorialized in the central sacred meal Christians have practiced throughout the centuries, a holy meal, distinctly different from Passover, but equally concerned with connections between divine deliverance and our exercise of human freedoms. I am so grateful that Holy Communion is back on our communal menu again after so long and arduous a fast. Though the Eucharist we shared tonight in the courtyard earlier lacked some of what we cherished about former times, we did not kneel side by side at an altar rail, nor did we welcome that wafer cradling it into palms that the priest puts the host in. There was no chalice to guide toward willing lips, but there was lift off Jesus. But that's a story for another time. As with most worship adaptation in this season, our return to this holy meal has been a complex exercise in discernment involving both freedom and responsibility to one another. We're not so different from Jesus's friends who gathered on that night before he was betrayed. We journey from different places. We arrive fatigued, carrying griefs and longings that sometimes threaten to eclipse our joy in these sacred practices of remembrance. Many have known deep losses in this past year. And even if we feel a measure of relief, being able to move again toward the table, some of us might be having a hard time feeling much of anything at all. 
If you're watching this online, you may still be discerning just when you will feel safe coming back to this beloved block. Jesus draws near to us wherever and however we find ourselves tonight, just as he embraced his disciples without preconditions, even those who would turn out to use their freedom against him. Tonight, we find ourselves charged as they were by his not-so-novel commandment, that first, last, and greatest of all, always challenging us to keep life at the center, rooted in love. Like someone with death on his mind, Jesus speaks to what matters most, love. His tone and actions take that urgent turn. He washes their feet in the middle of dinner as if it will help them begin to grasp just how precious little is this time they yet have together. Love is what presses us all in the end to wrestle with life's beauty and pain, with moral contradictions and conflicted values, with regrets that we carry alongside our joys, especially in those potent memories we carry with us to the grave. Sitting around that table with Jesus after feasting on stories of deliverance and songs of thanksgiving, maybe those friends really did set aside trepidation for a moment, yielding fears of the future to a far later hour. There, Jesus calls them back to the present with an invitation so familiar that it probably would have escaped their notice on any other night. Just as I have loved you, so you also should love one another. As if to say, dear ones, don't forget God is present at all times and in all places, wherever selfless love liberates. Tonight, we lift up our hearts, hungry for what can never die. Flesh and blood grace is here for us all, sweeping us into that mystery of God's endless life of perfect love. Such Divine self-giving pours forth to any and all with outstretched palms and readiness to receive the salvation offered in the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. God for us, God with us, God in us. Whatever else freedom looks like this year or any other, May it find us rejoicing always in this feast of the world's redemption, where our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, feeds us with his very self, giving us everything we ever will need to love one another as freely, faithfully, and fully as God loves each of us. Amen.